0: So in Deuteronomy 5, we read about how Moses gives the Ten Commandments of God to the children of Israel. And, and after they hear these commandments, the children of Israel, they're like, Oh, Moses, thank you so much for that, brother. Thank you for giving it to us. But, but you know, brother, lest this far consume us, may you rather speak on our behalf. Moses, you, you get up there, you speak to God, you deal with Him, and um, you just come down and then you can tell us what we should do. And then, you know, we'll do it. And... A lot of us, we, we look back at that and we're like, oh, you. at least we're not like that anymore. Now we can, now we speak face to face with God. We're not like those foolish Israelites. But brothers, sister, I want to submit to you that nothing has changed and our behavior has been the same. On average, most Christians don't even read their Bibles. And from those of us who do, we read about five to ten minutes of our Bibles a day. We, we spend about five to ten minutes a day in the Word of God, meditating on His very r- Word given to us. And what we rather prefer to do with the rest of the time, those of us who are mature, what we do is we go into all the teacher, the commentaries of the teachers. We spend and immerse ourselves into the Word about the word of God. We we look to look at what people say. We look at what what teachers say, and, and I'm not against teachers. I'm I, I'm one myself. But the thing is, is we look at what they say, and then we trust them for our salvation. We put everything on them, and and we 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 really just don't want to spend time with God on our own. We 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 just don't do that. We just don't get there. And I want to submit to you that that's exactly what was going on there. And there is a reason for this that we need to start admitting today. And that reason is the reason we don't spend time on the presence of God is because we are afraid of what He might say. We're afraid that He might instruct us on something that we don't want to hear. Because see, brother and sister, it's much easier to say, tell a teacher or a man that, oh, you know what, I don't agree with you. It's much easier to say that than to tell that to God himself. But the problem is, is that what the people often tell us is that it's, the very, it's from the very word of God. But we wouldn't know that because we don't spend time in his very word. So we don't know what his word is. We don't, can't even discern right from wrong. We can't even discern what a man-made teaching is and what the word of God is. Because we're not in there. We don't know what he's saying. And brother, sister, it's time to wake up. Because there's going to be a time where a great tribulation will hit this place. There's going to be a time where where those who are along for the ride, those who are just along and just kind of along and looking at what teachers say, you know, just to make us feel good. Because the reason we look at teachers and all that, and we're not in the very Word of God, is because we just want to have an appearance to God that we're interested in Him. But if you were truly interested in God, you would be in His presence. You would listen to what He has to say. You would would spend time in His Word. It's like having a a, a wife and a husband and saying, you know what, I'm going to... L- go listen to what your friends say about you. I'm going to do all these things. I'm just kind of interested in you because you're one my wife. I'm just interested in you because I have to be. But in reality, I'm not really interested in you. You see, guys, and that's what a lot of our hearts look like. Let's be honest, guys. Let's put it all out there right now. Our hearts are, we just want to get into heaven. We just want to get over that line and and we just want to be saved. And we just want to get in that book of life that God says is so important Revelation. Let's just get in there. And you know what? The rest, oh, you know, as long as I'm in heaven, that's great. But you know what? (laughs) Guys, if you don't know the character, the person of God, if you don't know Yeshua, he's going to say, I don't know you. You know, if, if, you don't, if you don't spend time with your wife or husband, if you're not in his, their presence, if you don't get to know them, if you don't talk to them, if you don't spend long hours in the night speaking to them, they're not going to know you. They might know of you. They might know you are your name. They might know you're someone who says that they know you. But do you know him? Do you know her? Do you know God? And does he know you? Because if you don't, guess what? You're not going to know his word. And because you don't know his word, you're not going to understand what the definition of sin is. Because the definition of sin is given by his word. And because you don't know what the definition of sin is, you're going to walk in the opposite of that, which is lawlessness. You're going to walk in lawlessness. And then God is going to come to you one day. He's going to say, depart from me. I never knew you. You worker of lawlessness. Lawlessness. And so we see now that the root issue of not knowing him and him not knowing you is that you are not in his word. You don't know what he has to say. Oh, yeah, sure. You know, may know a lot about about him. You may know a lot about what people say about him, but you don't know him. God said right after he he heard the Israelites say that he said oh that they had such a heart in them to fear me and guard all my commands always so that it might be well with them and with their children forever and God is saying like I wish that this was their heart I wish their heart was just that they would fear me and keep my commandments then things would go well with them forever that's what he said so in other words he's saying that that's not where they are right now right now there's something else going on in their hearts and that's it guys. Their heart's intent was not to fear him and keep his commandments. Their heart's intent was just to have an appearance of religiousness, lacking the power that comes from obedience. And then in Deuteronomy 6 we read how he says shama hear listen and it's shama it means it means listen and obey what i'm about to tell you he says shama o Israel all o god is one Yahweh our Elohim Yahweh is one and you shall love Yahweh your god with all your heart and with all your being and with all your mind and these words that i'm commanding you today shall be in your heart And you shall impress them upon your children and speak them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, when you rise up. You shall buy them as a sign on your hand and they shall be as frontless between your eyes. And you shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates." And he's saying, when you sit down, when you lie down, when you come into us, when you go out, oh, whatever you do, you're going to meditate on my word. You're going to listen to what I have to say. Listen, O Israel, this is what you need to do. And then he says something very interesting. And he says that the sign is, this is the mark. This is the sign. You know, we, we always talk about the mark of beast. Well, we never talk about this mark. We never talk about the mark of God. And the mark of God, I guess what? It's the exact same place where the mark of the beast is going to be placed at. The mark of God is in the front list between your eyes and on your hand. On your hand because your hand is what you do and your eyes is what you see. You see, it's all about what you see and what you do. Looking and making a covenant with your eyes of what you look at, what you consume, what you take in, what teachers you listen to, what commentaries you listen to. Are you listening to all kinds of other stuff or are you in the word of God? And then what do you do with the Word of God? Do you just go and, oh, you know, I thank you, God, for that Word? Or do you actually apply it to your hands and you do it? You, you walk it out. It's an action. It's something it follows. And see, guys, I want to submit to you that there's a mark of a beast that's going to be the inwards of that. A mark, there's going to come a mark of a beast, which is not going to, it's going to be the lawlessness. Not the law of God written here and here, but rather the lawlessness, the Antichrist, the the opposite of that. The lawlessness on our hands. The lawless deeds of people. And the lawlessness of what they consume. That's going to be part of the mark of the beast. Is the people are going to do that. They're going to, going to take the mark. Whatever that may be. This is going to be part of it. The mark is part of the mark is going to be disobedience to the very law of God in his word. Because you don't know it. You don't consume it and you don't walk it out. And guys, we always complain. We're always like, we, we don't do all these things. And then we complain. We're like, God, where are you? God, why are things going so bad with me? And then here, right after this in Deuteronomy 7, we read what the answer is. And he, he makes promises. He, shall, he says, if you hear these right rulings and guard and do them, that the Lord your God, that Yahweh your Elohim, shall guard you with the covenant and the loving commitment which he swore to your fathers, and shall love you and bless you and increase you, and shall bless the fruit of your womb. And the fruit of your land and the grain and your new wine and your oil, the increase of your cattle, the offspring of your flock, the land which you swore to your fathers to give you. Blessed are you above all peoples. There is not going to be a barren man or barren woman among you or among your livestock. And Yahweh shall turn away from you all sickness and shall put on you none of the evil diseases of Egypt, which you have known, but shall put them on all those who hate you. Guys, we need to establish, are we going to actually believe what God says today? He's saying, he's making a promise here. Listen, he's making a promise here. And he's saying, if you do these things, if you hear them, if you do them, you're not gonna, there's not gonna be a barren man or woman among you. You're not gonna have the diseases of Egypt. Did you hear that? He's, you're not gonna have the diseases of Egypt. So what he is saying is that if you're getting all these diseases, if you're getting all these sicknesses, part of the reason of that is you're not doing what I told you to do. You're not following what I told you to follow. You're disobedient. You don't know the front of your book. You know what the law is that this this stuff is. He's talking about the knowledge he is talking about here. There's stuff you need to know that you just need to study and walk out. You know what he's talking about? He's talking about the front of your book, which your pastor never talks about. He's talking about the stuff that Jesus said, if you don't follow this and teach this, you'll be called least in the kingdom. And it's the Torah and the prophets. That's what he says. You see, if you don't walk it out, the disease is it's going to consume you. And you know, we, we pray for the sick, we cast out demons, we do all these amazing things, which I'm all for and I'll and I try my best to walk out. But then we don't tell people to follow the Torah and the prophets. We don't tell them to walk out the very book, the very word that, the word that God says, if you follow this, you won't have the disease in the first place. You won't need to cast on diseases because there won't be diseases because you're obedient. Guys, today God is calling a remnant out, man. He's calling a, a pl- people out who He's going to send into a greater exodus one day. There's going to come a trial and tribulation like this world has never seen before. And the remnant, the true bride of Christ, is going to enter that place. And that people are going to be a people who live in both spirit and truth. People who are going to both walk in the spiritual things and stuff like just, like I just mentioned. To crossing our demons, healing the sick, spreading the gospel, doing all these great things. But they, they're also going to have a truth aspect to them. They're also going to follow the Torah and the prophets. They're going to walk it out. And then from that place, they're going to be able to face the giants of Egypt. Because guys, let me tell you that God gave us the story of Egypt, not as a, some far off thing that's inapplicable to our lives, but as a thing for a remnant, a remote generation to come, which will face the very giants that they faced. Face the very diseases and plagues and, and, and wilderness experiences that he faced. There, there's going to become a time where God's going to do miracles like never before, bigger than the of the sea, bigger than the destroying of the giants and the, the, the leaders of Og and, and all those, those Canaanites and all those people. We're going to see God work in amazing ways, but the people who are going to see that are going to be people who come out of Egypt. And, and today we don't want to come out of Egypt because coming out of Egypt means we need to be set apart and holy. It means we need to look like nothing like Egypt. But see, we'd rather hear what our pastor says and what this guy and this guy says, Because we're a bit afraid of what God would say. He might just say something like, We need to keep a Sabbath day holy on the seventh day. And we don't like that one. You see, there are certain things we just don't like and we just don't want to hear it my words. God is calling on a remnant right now. And if you're not going to be in it, you're going to be against it. You're either for Him or you're against Him. Yeshua said, I've not come to bring you a new instruction, something new. I didn't come to bring, make a new religion or something. I didn't come to make a new denomination. I didn't come to do any of that. I just come to give you what my Father has given you from the beginning. And bring you the full meaning thereof. To bring it to fuf- its fulfillment, its fullness. So you can understand how to walk it out. If you don't know how to walk it out, look at my example is what He said. Walk as I walk. And he did all of those things, he cast out demons, he healed the sick. Okay, he did mighty miracles and he walked in great power of the Holy Spirit. He walked in great love towards others, but not in, 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 in minimizing the truth. Not in compromising the truth. He he walked out the rest of the God's instructions as well. He kept the Sabbath day holy. He kept the feast days of God. He didn't touch unclean food. He ate as the Lord says we ought to eat. He, he walked it all out. And then he said, now disciples, you walk as I walk. He said, Peter, walk as I walk. And that's what Peter said. You've heard that the Lord said, be holy as I am holy. And what Peter's quoting there is from the Torah what Peter's quoting from. And and let me challenge you, go and look at where Peter quoted that from, and you might be shocked where that is said, be holy as I am holy. The first time that God says that is in Leviticus, the very book that we say is abolished and inapplicable and, and inappropriate to our lives. And so guys, today I'm going to ask you the question, are you going to be for God or against Him? Are you going to compromise and listen to what your pastor has been telling you? Or are you going to lay that all aside and get alone with God? Get alone with Him. Get away from my stuff and get alone with God and just understand what God is saying and be like, Lord, what are you saying? Lord, what is the truth? Lord, what do I need to do? What do I need to follow? I'm tired of the teachings of men. I want to know the truth. And when you get in that place, yes, the teachings that, like what, but what people tell, teach can be good. But you won't know what they teach if it's good, if you don't know what the goodness is. So guys, I hope this blessed you, man. Listen, guys, Moses, the guy, the, the highest leader of them all, the guy back then who, who God gave the instructions to, to Israel, you know, he was disqualified from entering, entering his earthly inheritance because of his moment, his moment of weakness. And and God prohibited him from entering into the promised land. God prohibited him. That means that God is not going to show favoritism. You think that you're close to God. You think that God is uh, is, is all for you. And, and yes, He is all for us. But you think that just because of your standing and who you are, that God cannot disqualify you from your inheritance. You're misled. You're wrong. Because your action, what you do, how you hear Shama, listen and obey, if you do that or if you don't do that, that's going to determine, man, what's going to happen the day you breathe your last breath. And it's so important, guys, because there's, there's going to be i not, I'm not even talking about salvation here. I'm talking about the greatest and least in the kingdom of heaven. I'm talking about Matthew 5 17, where Jesus talks about there's going to be people who dine with me, there's going to be people who's going to be great, there's going to be people who's not great in the kingdom. And I don't know what that looks like, but I want to be great. And if you don't want to be great, then that's fine. Then you can walk away here and that's fine. But if you want to be close to the Father, get close to Him now. Because now is the time. There's going to be a time where it's going to be too late. But now is the time.